0: This is the Bob Cordaro show podcast, WILK News Radio.
2: Yes, we're back hour number 2. Great to be with you. We're paying tribute to Sergeant Jan Arganish, killed in action August 27th, 2007 in Afghanistan. And Staff Sergeant George Pugliacci Killed in action in Iraq, September twenty eighth, 2005, along with four others, several of them local. Daniel Arnold, Eric Slobodnik, Lee Weigand, Oliver Brown. And we're also paying tribute to those who we sometimes forget about. Jan Arganish's, and and they are a casualty just as much as many others. Their lives upended, changed dramatically. And that's Leanne Pugliese, Leanne Pugliese, George's uh, wife, and his three kids. And that is Jan Arganish's fiancee, Talia Walsh, and his son, Jacob. And parents, and it's, it's remarkable how the their sacrifice reverberates through so much. But we are uh, honored to talk about them today. I guess I got to adjourn here. Not adjourn, reconvene the meeting of the Club for Common Sense. Now. Uh, Somebody texted in, Bob, I believe the G is silent in Pugliese. Now, that's not what Leanne said last night. George's uh, wife. And we say in Dunmore, Pugliese. And I, pretty clear, to me, at least that's my recollection, she said, no, it's Pugliese. The G has a sound to it. So, uh, one of our listeners is curious about that, but... uh, um, I think I got it. I think I have it right. I certainly hope so. All right. Now, you know this whole th- thing going on with the submersible, the Titan that was trying to get to the Titanic and never made it. Well, David DeCosmo, as always, has an angle on it. And he joins us now to talk about that. How are you, David?
3: I'm doing fine, thank you, Bob.
2: Well, tell us uh, tell us the story. It relates to the Titanic, it relates to this submersible uh accident last week. Uh
3: yeah, yeah. I've been I've been fascinated by Titanic, you know, for many, many years. And and we've we've talked on your show before that uh back in nineteen seventy two I, I found myself in a very unique position where I I interviewed a local Titanic survivor, Mrs. Thelma Thomas, huh. and strictly through either coincidence or Providence happened to be watching a television show, uh, where a woman, Mrs. Edwina Trout McKenzie, another survivor of Titanic talked about having a baby handed to her. Well, it turns out it was Mrs. Thomas's baby. The two had never met. And, and my, Linking those two stories brought them together, at least uh, by phone and, and by mail. Mrs. I'll Thomas like unfortunately, fortunately, died not long after that. But I become a real, uh, a real, uh, you know, fascinated by Titanic and all of its stories. And there were of course a, a number of local survivors, uh, people that were headed here for, for Wilkesbury. But one of the one of the backstories on Titanic. Uh, fascinated me and, and it does a lot of people and now is linked with the latest disaster. Bob, 14 years before the Titanic went down, a fellow named Morgan Robertson, this is 19 rather 1898, wrote a book called futility. Um, and there were tremendous similarities between his fictional liner in his story. and, and, and the give, Titanic. This, give This
2: again, the, the book futility, Right. Was written, written in, in, in what year? 1898. So what? 16 years prior to four, the disaster.
3: Yeah. yeah four, 14 years, something like that. Now, now he, it was, it was a fictional book and there's, it's quite an involved story and it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, really strange in many ways, but the similarity between the vessel in his book and the Titanic, let me give you an idea. Um, like the Titanic, his ship sank after hitting an iceberg in April in the North Atlantic, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, they had uh, there were not enough lifeboats for all the passengers. Uh, the fictional ship would have survived a head-on collision. Most people believe the Titanic would have as well. His ship had four stacks four smokestacks which was unusual the Titanic did one of them was a fake to make the ship appear uh, much much larger but um, uh, his ship was eight uh, see 800 one feet of the ones long. on the Titanic was a fake Yes yeah mm-hmm. for
2: symmetry I remember that it was it was right. uh, yeah
3: a- and his ship was 800 uh, foot long Titanic was eight hundred eighty-two feet long. And just tremendous similarities, mm. although again, his his story was so fictional. But here's here's the key: his ship was named the Titan. <laughs> that is, of course, was the name of this submersible oh, that went down, adding five more victims to the list of those who died aboard Titanic, if you will. The wreckage, what they have found so far, bits and pieces which they totally believe or part of that Titan or 1,600 feet away from the bow of the Titanic. So,
2: so this author comes up with this ocean tragedy. Yep, uh, <laughs> That has remarkable parallels to the Titanic just a decade uh, plus later
3: yep this his ship his ship was also on its maiden voyage oh my god uh, although uh in all fairness, his ship was sailing from New York to England rather than That's from England way. to new york yeah. right uh it it's just it just just kind of amazes me. And a lot of people had never heard about this this novel it was uh it was reissued in nineteen twelve uh, on the heels of the Titanic sinking. And, uh, there were a number of people that, uh, suggested that this Morgan uh, Robertson had some kind of clairvoyance. He, he denied that. He said that he was a sailor, uh, in his earlier life and credited his, uh, fictional, uh, vessel, uh, and its makeup and its size and its circumstances with his knowledge of the sea. Um, uh, Weren't weren't, weren't
2: there other descriptives of his fictional ship that matched those of the, I guess, the promotional materials about the Titanic?
3: Yep, they were both considered unsinkable. (laughs) Uh, That that, that, that term unsinkable is used in his novel, and of course it became a popular uh, advertisement, if you will, for Titanic before it sailed, because it was... The newest thing afloat. It was the biggest thing man made at the time. His ship in his novel was the biggest ship made at that time. Uh, I think that his ship also had three propellers, which the Titanic had. It had uh, one on the port side, one on the uh, starboard side, and one in the center. Uh, but again, his now the, the the actual works of his novel were uh, tremendously different uh, in his novel the titan sank uh, almost instantly and uh, a, a man on board who who rescued the daughter of his former girlfriend was trapped in basically a lifeboat that actually ended up on the iceberg uh, the man had to fight off a polar bear that was on that iceberg. Uh, so I mean, there, there's really a, you know, a whole license. lot that's not the same, but <laughs> yeah. the, the uncanniness of those parts that are the same, just kind of send a chill up your spine. Yeah.
2: And, and really, if you think about, you know, technology and a number of other things, those that, um, 14 years is a lifetime. And yet he he essentially predicted or at least uh, gave us a portend of the Titanic disaster. That that, that is fascinating.
3: Absolutely true. And uh, uh, it's just such a shame that this latest thing, uh, everything that I'm reading, everything that I'm seeing suggests that, uh, that like the Titanic had iceberg warnings, The crew of the Titan or the developers of the Titan also had warnings that you're risking catastrophe, that the uh, carbon fiber makeup of this hull uh, after several dives begins to uh, get cracks, and, and any one of those cracks can suddenly expand to where this implosion is like, and they, they, were warned about this. Yeah. Uh, the developer pretty much shook it off saying, no, it's as safe as can be now the Titanic disaster led to a lot of great improvements. The Titanic disaster led to the ice patrol. Uh, it, it led to, uh, uh, having radio operators on board each ship awake 24 hours a day so they could be awake to hear distress calls. So the Titanic did leave in its wake, some lessons and it is firmly believed that this disaster will likewise lead to some improvements, perhaps mandatory certification for any kind of submersible, no matter where it's built. Um, that's a questionable thing because you've got multiple jurisdictions worldwide that are involved there. And of course, you know, someone suggested I heard uh, the other day, you know, well, they, they just shouldn't be allowed to dive on Titanic. This, This is open ocean, Bob. This is, uh, this is free water. I mean, uh, you, you don't have laws that it's been suggested that people don't dive on Titanic because it's a, it's a grave site. Uh, you know, I can see the, the motive behind that, but people visit the pyramids and the pyramids are grave sites. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so I, I really, I really can't buy that. I mean, it is a part of history. What we what, it, what happened there was so tragic. And yet again, we learned from it. Yeah. And, uh, I can understand why people still have fascination with it. I do. What I go down to it. No. Uh, I've seen too many ghost stories in my life. I'd be afraid,
2: David. They couldn't uh, get the two of us in that sh- that submersible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, they are pretty tiny. They're, they are pretty small. Hey, uh, but uh, I,
2: I-, I- want to go back, David. We we're over, but I I still want to take the moment to to for you to reiterate. You played a role in uniting, or at least uh, putting together, a couple of people. Who shared that tragic event on the Titanic? I want you to tell us about that again quickly
3: sure Mrs. Thelma thomas uh, her husband was already in Wilkesbury. He set up a produce business. She gave birth to their infant son while she was still in lebanon uh, her her brother in-law Charles Thomas came to get her and the boy and bring them back to the us. They came on the Titanic in huh. the commotion that happened when the ship was actually going down. Charles Thomas was carrying the baby. He was separated from Thelma. Thelma got put in a lifeboat for three days. She thought that her baby had died and that her brother-in-law had died. Well, Charles did, in fact. But Charles was able to hand the baby to a woman in another lifeboat. Mm. On the day of the 60th anniversary, uh, a woman on the Today Show, Mrs. Trout McKenzie, said she was in the lifeboat, was handed a baby. I heard the story put two and two together, called NBC, and they got Mrs. McKenzie on the phone with Mrs. Thomas. <laughs> Mrs. McKenzie remembered the blanket. She had saved that baby. They never met in person, but they did correspond with each other. And there was an AP story, Reporter Solves 60-Year-Old Titanic Mystery. Well, that was a mystery, and I was the reporter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, always great, David DeCosmo. Thank you so much for that, and obviously timely. Uh, with the uh, submersible tragedy of last week. Uh, Thanks, Bob. I'll talk
3: with you again, and I hope all your news is good.
2: Always a pleasure. David DeCosmo, we'll be back. This date, 1969, Neil Diamond's hit Sweet Caroline. Debuted on the charts. It became an anthem for we Red Sox fans and... People at bars. I mean, it's a great song. Great song. And before that, 1940, President Franklin Roosevelt signed the Alien Registration Act, also known as the Smith Act. It required adult foreigners residing in the United States to be registered and fingerprinted. Hmm. Now, (laughs) we just let them in and don't even check out who they are. Gang member, terrorist, just let them flow in. (sighs) How the Democrat Party has disintegrated into lunacy. FDR was a Democrat. By the way, I may have forgotten this. This program is brought to you by Pizza Bella Mountaintop, the home of the zero carb pizza crust. I don't know how they do it. They do, and it's great. Now available at Pizza Bella Mountaintop only, Route 309 in Mountaintop. Our hourly sponsors, Dunmore Lumber Company, 622 South Blakely Street in Dunmore. Beat the Big Box Blues at Dunmore Lumber. And the Marjon Golf Course, where I will be later this week. I can't wait to play. Uh, Jefferson Township, Mount Cobb. Drive past the old Scranton Muni, you're there. Best bargain in golf, the Marjon. So we continue to honor actually four people today. Sergeant Jan Arganish, Pennsylvania National Guard, killed at age twenty six on august twenty seventh of two thousand seven in Afghanistan. His fiancee Talia Walsh. And, and let's add more because it's important son Jacob. Then you have Staff Sergeant George Pugliese, Carbondale, Jan Arganish of Peckville, his wife Leanne, who we met last night. And we have to talk about his two sons, Nicholas who was eight at the time of his passing in 2005, Jonathan, who was five, and his daughter Aviana, who was three. They're all young adults now. Amazing. And they they endured. And they are heroic in every way that our lost soldiers, Jan and George, are. Now, um, I played before, and I I, I put it out of order, but um, Howard Baker, and I mentioned this to you last week, Howard Baker was a Republican senator from Tennessee, eventually became chief of staff to Ronald Reagan, so he was a good Republican. But when Richard Nixon, a Republican, was found to, well, at the very least, was under suspicion of corruption related to the Watergate affair and the bugging and break-in at Democrat National Headquarters at the Watergate Hotel, he asked the pivotal question which no Democrat— has the guts or the integrity to ask today of Joe Biden. What did the president know and when did he know it? We're going to keep playing that quote. Because as the facts continue to be revealed, and I don't say that the cover-up was at the direction of Joe Biden, but the slow walking was done by the establishment, people who hated Trump, a lot of different rationales. But they are deliberately stonewalling an investigation of the President of the United States for direct and horrible corrupt financial corruption. His family has taken in some $30 million in foreign funds. All in countries that Joe Biden had responsibilities for as vice president. We now have a WhatsApp text from his son threatening... Chinese to live up to their commitment. What was the commitment? To pay him money. And $5.1 million was wired within days of this threat. All the people my father knows and my, you know, Hunter Biden talking about his unwillingness to forget and be vengeful forever. And the Democrats are not even curious. They're a sickening disgrace. They're not even curious. Where are the Howard Bakers? Where are the Howard Bakers of today in the Democrat Party? Who will call out and at least say, this doesn't sound and smell right. Biden's corruption allegations deserve to be looked at and we need to find out the truth and we need to ask the questions the media won't do it either the left stream media it's, it's the craziest thing and so you have this incompetent stupid old fool who's a degenerate there's not one front upon which Joe Biden is defensible And yet no one will look into clear indications of corruption. And guaranteed, horrendously unethical behavior. Does it raise to the level of illegality? I don't know yet. So all you have, essentially, is one newspaper... The New York Post and one House committee, well, two, House Judiciary and House Oversight, looking into this and the Democrats trying to malign the reputations of people who are calling it out as whistleblowers, showing great courage in taking on their own bureaucracies, the IRS, the Justice Department, the FBI this is it's remarkable it's it's actually disgusting that the democrats have sunk this low that they are not even curious that the media has sunk this low they're not even curious the unethical conduct is a proven fact which leads us to pursue whether criminal conduct occurred and this multi-tiered it's not two-tiered system of justice it's multi-tiered I'm just look at our area it's it's we we beat them to the punch in politics, and we beat them to, to the punch with a politicized Department of Justice and FBI here in Northeast Pennsylvania.
0: We'll take a break and be back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>
2: Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, less humid, clouds and sun, passing shower possible, high of 73. Tonight, clearing low of 57. Tomorrow, dry. It'll be sunny. Low humidity, high of 85, maybe the best day of the week. Friday, dry with sun, passing showers possible later in the afternoon and day, high of 85. Bob Cadarro with you, W-I-L-K. Honoring... Well, I want to say that the two people that we met last night and talked to last night, Talia Walsh, fiance of Jan Arganish, killed in action August 27th of 2007 in Afghanistan. And Leanne Pugliese, wife of George Pugliese, mother of his three children, killed in action in Iraq September 28th of 2005. Uh, yeah, somebody was on the phone that wanted to talk about that Biden thing or Howard Baker anyway, but we lost them. Now, again, this is so important. The country is really on the line. If we have a political party that does not care about direct evidence of corruption by the then vice president of the United States, who has since become president. If we have a media that other than a couple of outlets is not interested in direct allegations of corruption by the then vice president of the United States, now the president... And of corruption in the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the IRS. We, well, we know we're in serious trouble. Just by having this buffoon as president. It goes way beyond him, though. It's the entire Democrat Party is sick and diseased. And the sickness and the disease goes to... Gender-affirming care. Criminal race theory being taught in schools. this We're at a precipice. This next election is going to mean so much if we don't throw these reprobates, these bums, these degenerates out. Everyone, and I don't care if you like them. I tell you often, I like Bob Casey. I like Matt Cartwright. I like a lot of Democrats. But they have fallen into or acquiesced or believe in a sick, twisted ideology, which is the ruination of this country. It's that simple. It's that stark. We'll take a break and be right back. I almost want to let that whole um, song play out. What a great song. June 28, 1969, Zager and Evans were moving up the charts with their hit single in the year 2525. Bob Cadarro back with you on WAOK. A couple of the uh, – <laughs> I I I do like to say this. Because it's so true. A couple of the snowflakes on the left out there texted in. Please get this hate-spewing, nasty, vicious person off the air. Don't care about his political views. Just can't handle the nastiness anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They make it. Gin up the hatred, Bob, someone else said. They make it. Just because you hate to hear it doesn't make it hate. (laughs) You don't get it, do you? Sitting there in your little shell, just dying to be offended, apparently. What I want to know from the same people who are texting this bull spit, I want to know what I said that's inaccurate. Please tell me. If you tell me, I'll talk about it. I'll guarantee you're wrong, but I'll talk about it. Yeah, please. Dear Lord. See, they use hate and racism. That's the two things. You're spewing hate. You're a racist. Doesn't work with me because I know what I'm doing, and I know what I'm talking about, and you do not. Pat from West Wyoming. Uh, We got about 40 seconds, but if you can't get it in, we'll hold you over. Um. Hold me over, okay. that's fair enough. cause this we have a hard break at at only one, fifty. I mean, we eventually have to go to the news. We eventually have to go to the weather, but at fifty, on the nose, we gotta play Bloomberg. So you know. Johnny, wasn't there a sponsor for that, by the way? Did I didn't get a card today? Oh, it's just one day. okay. Uh, but that's Pat from West Wyoming. So we'll talk to her when we get back. I don't understand that. Instead of defending or or inquiring about corruption and these other insane issues, they just attacked the messenger. We'll be back. We're back. Creedence Clearwater. Revival had the number two hit with Bad Moon Rising. This date, 1969. And in 1968, this date... President Lyndon Johnson, the evil one, signed the Uniform Monday holiday bill. And that's how we get all these three-day weekends for federal holidays. By the way, we're going to be here next Monday. Bulldog, are you going to be here too? Yeah, me and the Bulldog will be here Monday, July 3rd. We won't be here July 4th, obviously. But we're working Monday, just so you know. Uh, Bob, Art Franklin here. I don't think you're a nasty, hateful a-hole of a person. Wrong sometimes? Yes. Well, I will disagree with you vociferously there. I'm never wrong. I don't say it unless I know I'm right. Nasty? Nah. You're a puppy dog comparatively. Have a great day. (laughs) All right, Art. Yes, I am. I am a very nice person. Somebody then texts in. Keep up the great work, Bob. Somebody else, what about a party considering an indicted and soon-to-be-convicted felon? Uh, (laughs) We have one in office right now. A felon. A criminal. On so many fronts. He's violated his oath of office at the southern border. On that same vein, somebody says, what are you saying, inaccurate, stating corruption that hasn't been proven? (laughs) Oh, no. The corruption has been proven. It has been proven. You're ignoring it. Look, at if you sit in a corner and put your hands over yours and go, ah, and pretend you can't hear or read what is going on. That's not that, that's not my fault. You won't listen and then you say we didn't prove it. You didn't listen to the press conference and the many commentary that the House Oversight and the House Judiciary have proven. You don't listen and then say well you didn't prove it. There's no <laughs> just because you don't listen didn't mean it didn't happen. That's that's the craziness here. But they continue. What gets me the most, it's so obvious, you focus on the same things the Dems do. Ignored and defended Trump. You obviously... And again, here's the other problem with people who will defend this lunacy. Like you. You ignore what I actually say. You ignore what I actually say. I said that Biden guaranteed committed crimes when he took those uh, documents as a senator and as a vice president. I said that Trump was stupid to have those documents. We'll see if it was illegal. And I said that if you're going to prosecute Trump, you have to prosecute Hillary and Joe Biden. There it is in the summary. Summon summary. You don't listen. That's why you think the way you do. But I say this. I would help a blind person. Even if I knew they were a, a horrible person, I would help a blind person across the road. So I'll help you get across the road. Pat from West Wyoming. Hi, Pat. Hi.
5: Um, another trickle-down effect of the Biden administration. Um, we here in Wyoming area had a huge property tax increase last year, and now again, 5.5 increase, making us the highest in Luzerne County. You might say, well, how does that concern Biden? Well, it's a $17 million payroll having to hire more teachers to teach English to the explosive class sizes. We are all becoming border states. The illegals are here. You get what I we mean? We know
2: that. But well don't forget some of their other fixed costs. Heating the buildings. Uh-huh. Gasoline and other things for uh the vehicles that the school district has. Food that they have to buy for the cafeteria. Joe Biden caused all that. Right. I mean, this
5: in lieu of the uh, explosive utility prices, yep. and this may make you feel better. I have a friend whose son works in the Pentagon. He claims that there are going to be impeachment procedures against Biden because of he is violating the Constitution
2: with open borders, not keeping us safe. Yep. Oh, he's he's violated the Constitution. He's violated his oath. He should be impeached and removed from office. And then let's worry about what we got to do with Kamala Harris after that. And he's a sickening disgrace as a human being. He's the devil in a human form. Hmm. That's what he is. Not much more. Not much more. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And hang in there with those tax increases. Okay. And I normally don't say this. It's not all their fault. I know. (laughs) I know. But if they're Democrats, it is because they went along with this and they still support Joe Biden and John Fetterman at al. I know. (laughs) Unbelievable. I know. Thank you, Pat. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. All right. We've got to go to the news. Paula Degnan, she's raring to go. We're going to hear from her, and then we'll come back on the Bob Cordaro show. Club for Common Sense.
0: W-Y-L-K News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Haya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it.